Hi, and welcome to another episode of the MedTech Matters podcast, where we learn about somebody impacting the medical device industry. I'm Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO and host of the podcast. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Nadine Hachat-Sharam, the founder and CEO of Proximy. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Nadine Hachat-Sharam. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So let's, let's get right into it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Proximy and what it is that you're doing to the traditional surgical environment? Yeah, sure. I think I guess it's always good to start at the beginning that my background is uh, surgery. I'm a surgeon myself. I trained as a reconstructive plastic surgeon, largely focused on the areas of uh, breast and pelvic cancer reconstruction. And as a surgeon, I, I saw firsthand a lot of those fundamental challenges that we see in surgery around variation in access, variation in care, and, and variation in the ability to scale surgical expertise. And as I started to think about you know, surgery and how we work together as surgeons, a lot of what we do has been predicated on physical co-presence. And everything that we do in an operating room hasn't necessarily been captured from a data point of view and from a learning point of view. And so I started to think about the opportunity to create a platform that allows clinicians to virtually collaborate, to virtually scrub into each other's ORs, to scale expertise, to scale best practice, and really give patients the opportunity to get the best care the first time every time. And as I started to think through that journey, you know, imagine a digitized operating room. Imagine an environment and a new world of surgery where every operating room was digitally connected to another, where we could learn and share best practice. I knew that this really needed to be a software play and that we needed to build a software that could enable that communication, that immersive collaboration, and that ability to, to curate insights and knowledge from that. And so that's really what Proximy is. We are a software, a software platform that enables clinicians to virtually collaborate. We bring together a combination of different high-end technologies. And, you know, the way I often like to describe it is that we are combining the best of human expertise with the most advanced technologies to, to save lives. Great. Um, so if it's, a, if it's a primarily software solution, can you, can you talk uh, a little bit about what's required on, on a you know, both ends, uh, if you're having, uh, you know, people from other, uh, you know, quote-unquote ORs uh, scrub in, uh, what's required on both ends of the, uh, of the equation? You know, what's required in the OR that the actual procedure is being done and what's required from the, the surgeon who's, who's dialing in remotely? Sure. I mean, ultimately, the most important thing is about accessibility. So Proximy, as a, you know, you can access Proximy by using your phone, your tablet, your computer, as a remote uh, interactor or viewer or engager within that case. You can be sitting at your desk. All you'll need to go is to my.proximy.com. You can put in your login credentials and you can join the case. You could do the same on your phone and the same on a tablet. When we think about the Proximy service, we offer an end-to-end -end service. So firstly, when we're in the OR, we always try and leverage existing hardware. You know, ORs are filled with hardware already. And we can integrate into a lot of those devices, whether it's a laparoscopic stack, lights and cameras, uh, robotic device, open endoscopy, cath labs, you name it, we can leverage and take the outputs from that and stream it to any device. But if that's not fully available, then we can provide a lot of off-the-shelf solutions to pull it all together in a very flexible and a very agile approach. And that keeps us lean and it allows us to really scale the solution rapidly. 
So, you know, today Proxima is in over 250 hospitals globally, which 50% of those are in the U.S. And we've done over 7,000 cases in 18 months, and we're growing that very quickly to over 800 cases a month. And so that ability and that velocity of deployment, of engagement, uh, and, and the solution to use is really, really important for me because I really want to make sure you know, every operating room and every surgeon has access to this technology. So really, you're, you're hardware agnostic. You're really just taking advantage of what's already happening within the, the surgical space, which is the, the connected OR. Correct. I mean, we were leveraging first and foremost the integrated, the integrated OR that already exists, you know, those devices, those hardware that are there. Because, you know, the real estate of an OR is very valuable, and if there's a lot already invested in that infrastructure, then firstly you want to kind of leverage that and you want to take advantage of that and bring the most out of it. But, of course, if that's insufficient or you need other devices, then you can use any off-the-shelf device. And I love that kind of agnostic element of it. That was really important to me. I wanted it to be very accessible and very agile in deployment. So I think you're spot on in that kind of observation. Well, it's, it's especially important when you have a, a situation, uh, you know, within the medical device industry where, you know, a common communication platform is not uh, in place. There's no, you know, FDA guidance on, you know, hey, everyone has to use this communication platform uh, or this, this type of uh, uh, interface. Uh, so it becomes even more valuable that, you know, you can go into surgical systems or you can operate uh, uh, well with, with, you know, different systems because every OR is, is likely to, to be different and have different equipment. So it's it, certainly a benefit to you and the surgeons who are interested in using it uh, to have that, that compatibility. I think you're spot on. It's that kind of trifecta of, like, the hospital OR, the surgeon, and then the devices. And if you're able to leverage and bring together all those combinations rapidly with all the heterogeneity of devices, tools, equipment, procedures, then the opportunities become limitless because this same platform can be used in any procedure, in any OR, in any environment. Whether the device is 25 years old or whether it's something they've invested in last week, we can leverage that and we can, we can support and scale that. And that allows us to be very close to our surgeons quickly and rapidly and have that deployment velocity that is really unheard of when we think about these solutions and these technologies in hospitals. And for me as a surgeon, and a lot of this comes from my first-time experience and the team's inherent experience in this space is, you know, we are innately, you know, inpatient people. We want things that work well, that work well every time, that can deal with the heterogeneity of environments that we work in, but can provide value. At the end of the day, this is about value. And this is such a great way to bring a lot of those combinations together. And we've had so much success in such a short period of time, I think because of those key decisions that we made as a team to deliver this to everyone uh, possible. Great. Um, so one thing I did notice uh, about the technology uh, when, I was, when I was looking up some, some different things on it was that it operates not only on, you know, technology across the board, you know, uh, as we discussed, but it also works with, uh, which you hinted to earlier, weaker Internet connections, connectivity situations that aren't, you know, uh, you know the, the hospital in Boston or New York where the, the, you know, it's a strong Internet connection, there's no concerns. Why was that an important factor uh, to you to, to have that capability? 
It's a, it's a great point. And again, it, it probably stems from that kind of personal experience. You know, there's a couple of key things that, you know, in your kind of wish list of what, how do you want this product to be delivered? How do you, you know, we always talk about proxying being delivered or created by surgeons for surgeons because we, underhand, we understand firsthand some of those needs and requirements. So within that, you know, one is it needed to be multiple views, right? I needed to, if I'm remotely engaging in a procedure, I need to see more than one view. And so Proximity gives you really that 360 view. We can take up to four views or feeds from any environment, and we can stream that and share that to anyone remotely. But of course, to enable you to do that, you have to be able to work on low bandwidth and to have an ultra-low latency experience. And we all know, and doctors have worked in hospitals, it almost doesn't matter what city or town you're in, largely the Internet and hospitals uh, isn't always as strong as you'd like it to be. And so having a platform that's going to struggle in those environments is not going to give you that pleasurable experience, and it's not going to be something you're going to want to use day in, day out, and really change your practice to embrace it. And so early on, we worked with our engineers to highly optimize that part of our platform on a technical level and make sure that we could stream in low bandwidth, we could do it with multiple feeds to give that kind of situational awareness, as well as the flexibility of the different devices that we've already talked about. That's how you really increase accessibility, affordability, uh, and, and democratize that potential of that technology. And it's a really, really important piece. And I think we, we often, we, it's one of the big feedback points we get, apart from you know, the ease of use, how simple it is to set up, and the experience, it's also how great we can work on very low internet. And we've run cases on a 4G hotspot. We do it largely on wireless. It doesn't have to be a wired connection. Uh, and we've done it in all kinds of environments, in the field, in hospitals. And that really has allowed us to stress test and push this platform to, to a different level. And, and that kind of graceful experience, that ultra-low latency makes it very enjoyable to use. You, we, the, the kind of phrase that people often say is, everything I've done here on my laptop at my desk is what I would have done in the OR. It's such a seamless experience. And so we're going to continue to you know, invest in that and make sure that every time someone uses it, they have that pleasurable experience. So uh, maybe you could clarify. There's, there, when, I was, when I was also uh, looking up some, some information on, on the technology, uh, it seemed like there was the possibility that the technology could actually scale up. Uh, for, uh, in other words, there were different levels of capability based on, you know, let's say you are remote. Okay, then you need those, that, that low, that low uh, connectivity uh, uh, solution mm -hmm. so that it, uh, it provides for that. But then if you do have all the bells and whistles, um, I noticed, you know, a, a phrase on your website that said augmented reality, you know, is, and, and demonstrating a, a technique. Um, is there is there a capability that that leverages augmented reality, or is is that maybe something that yes. would be, you know looking to the future? Go ahead. Absolutely. So one of the, the important things, just kind of on the on, on the capability, is of course you know we we build into it graceful degradation and the ability to make sure that you're maintaining high quality experience throughout that, and you're not getting that kind of buffering or freezing that you might get with different platforms. But mm -hmm. the second bit, of course, and when I've always spoken about, you know, how do we really digitize an OR? What are the multidimensional features or tools that are needed to make that experience as immersive as possible without requiring sophisticated hardware or headsets or things like that? Well, the first thing, of course, is a really solid 
low bandwidth requirement, ultra low latency communication platform. Because that means it's going to be that enjoyable communication layer every time. But as you know, surgeons are very illustrative. We like to demonstrate. We like to talk and show about what we're doing. Uh, and, and so that ability to also overlay and gesture your hands into the feed, you know, demonstrate perhaps movements or surgical landmarks or how to proceed through steps of a procedure really takes that interaction to the next level. So I could be sitting here at my desk on my laptop with a webcam, and I can overlay my hand into the surgical field that will appear in the operating room for the surgeon in the OR, and we're able to interact in a very immersive and kind of collaborative way. And whilst that seems like such a, a nominal thing or a small thing, it actually makes all the difference. It's that extra layer of immersiveness that makes you feel like you're there. So you're not just talking about it, but you're actually showing it. And so we can overlay hand gestures, anatomical images, and structures, and that has been really well received by the surgical community. They, you know, they've often described it as a game changer, as the next level of interaction, uh, and, and the potentials really here are limitless. We've done a lot with our products already, but we've recruited some phenomenal individuals to join our team, even just over the last few weeks, uh, such as Tom Tesseri from Verily and other members of the technology team as we continue to build into that technology stack and continue to give value to our users. Because it goes back to what you said at the beginning. It's kind of that opportunity to use a, not a point solution, but a platform solution that's going to have multiple value points across the different features and the functionality. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely sounds uh, fantastic. Um, so so I'm, I'm obviously impressed. Uh, and it's it's the system that's uh, developed by surgeons for surgeons. What you know, you kind of you mentioned briefly a little bit of the reaction from surgeons, but overall, what has been the response you've gotten from surgeons? We've been really you know fortunate to have really great feedback from surgeons. You know, whether it's surgeons in the U.S., surgeons in Europe, uh, the feedback tends to be very receptive to this new future of surgery, this digital operating room, and the need. You know, so many times I'm on phone calls where the surgeons are actually pitching to me why this is so important and how this is going to solve for their problems. And I think that's the most important thing, right? We're solving challenges and we're helping empower surgeons to collaborate and curate insights and share knowledge. The other kind of feedback we tend to get is this idea of how easy and how seamless it is to use. You know, we're quite, you know, we're, we're very busy people as surgeons. We've got a lot going on. We want something that's just going to be three clicks and you're in. And that seamlessness right. of use, and, you know, we all, they always say, how, how do you get it to work? Like, there's no delay. It's just as if I'm there. Or this ability to kind of put my hand in makes all the difference because I'm kind of showing them like I'm standing right next to them. Uh, and, you know, we've had others who've described it as having a coach in the wings because, like a tennis player, and having that ability to have surgical coaching in the OR, you know, like Atul and others and Caprice Greenberg have spoken and written about extensively. So it's been really well received, and... We've had great champions driving that behavior change across the surgical industry. Yeah, it's, I mean, it it's certainly sounds like a, a fantastic system. Um, I, w- I will say uh, one, of the, one of the things that comes to mind, actually, is not only uh, using a system like this for fellow surgeons and colleagues to, to you know, scrub in uh, in a procedure, but... Uh, you know, there's there's some questions uh, with the pandemic on the return of uh, medical device industry reps to the OR. Um, you know, it sounds like this could be something like a solution to that, where 
you know, the reps are still able to dial into a surgery to and address, you know, maybe a question that a surgeon has about a system, especially if they're a, a newer user, um, you know, is that an opportunity for, for Proxima? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we've done really at pace over the last year, you know, we had, we had started partnering with the medical device industry even as early as 2019 and demonstrating the value for, you know, training, education, profit, rep support, case coverage. Right. But as the pandemic hit, that accelerated rapidly because we were partners in helping the medical device industry enable and empower their surgeons to deliver care. It was very hard for not only reps to get into the operating room, but even other surgeons and experts in their field. And I can remember many cases where, you know, there was a, whether it was a cardiac case or another specialty where, you know, the doctor on the ground, great doctor, but having a colleague or another thought leader or key opinion leader or even a rep dial into that case to support them through a tricky case enabled them to do that case with more confidence, with more support. You know, it's saving lives by staying safe and, and enabling that kind of collaboration. And, you know, even within the medical, you know, both in the medical device industry but also in the delivery of care. And we found many, many surgeons wanting that ability to have a second opinion, colleagues, reps, and the device industry really supporting them. We work today with over 35 medical device companies globally uh, and wow. scaling quite rapidly with them, as well as hospitals and surgeons and health systems and surgical societies who are thinking about how do they redefine training, how do they redefine skill transfer, uh, and how can these kinds of solutions help us shape the future of surgery. So we're really excited about, you know, the fact that we've been able to help and help deliver care to patients who need it in these really difficult times. And we hope that we can continue to do that as this behavior change is becoming more permanent. This, we will not go back to the way things were. This is a new day in surgery and a new way of doing things. And we're just at the start of the potential of these kinds of solutions. So with that in mind, what, what's, uh, you know, what's ahead? What's, uh, what are the next uh, obstacles to, to tackle? I mean, quite frankly, at the moment, we, we can't keep up with, with the demand and interest in what we're doing, so we're rapidly trying to grow our team and hiring great people to join. Um, our team more than doubled in less than six months, so you know, any, anyone interested in joining Proxen on this great mission and journey of making a difference in patients' lives and helping surgery, you know, we'd love for them to reach out and uh, always looking to partner and support hospitals and medical device companies in their endeavors to deliver care to patients. Well, that's, that's uh, certainly a, a great mission and uh, best of luck. Um, Thank you so unfortunately, much. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this uh, episode of MedTech Matters. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Nadine Hachacharam, for speaking with us today. And as always, I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. So until next time. This has been Sean Fensky for MPO saying thanks for listening.